Hello and welcome to One Thing Queer. My name's Jenny Baton and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Kelsey Wren and my pronouns are she, her. Hello, friend. Hello. How are you doing? I almost forgot how to do this right I now. Know. <laughs> we took a week off. We took a week off. Yeah. And we are back. Yes. Uh, we hope you ch- catched on to, caught on? <laughs> catched on? Catched up? Catched up on. Uh, caught up. Uh, caught, caught up. up. Okay. <laughs> We know how to speak English, I think. A little bit. A little bit. Spanglish. Um, We hope you caught up uh, on episodes and or re-listened to some of your favorites last week. Um, Today is a very special episode because we have a guest today. She is one of my dearest friends. Please welcome Melissa. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. That was so much louder than I thought it was. Sorry. <laughs> was like, like <laughs> everyone's. I know I should probably like, I'm still trying to like work my production, but here we go. After a year, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm you have like two it. months. <laughs> I know, I have two months to like be a pro. <laughs> but welcome. Welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We, we, we've had you on, on the list. Did you take her off? Oh we've yeah, because I crossed it off. So we have a list of like future guests mm-hmm. and we've had you, you were one of the first people mm-hmm. on the list uh, yeah. and we've had you on there for forever. Yeah, I crossed it off and moved you to the welcome. welcome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Finally made my way over to the left side of the board. Yes. So, yes. That's exciting. We are so excited to have you on. If you want to share your pronouns so everybody knows. Yes, my pronouns are she her yes all right so welcome i really wanted to have you on kelsey wanted to have you on because um you were a very big um big influence and um someone i looked up to for a long time because you were one of my closest friends you still are one of my closest friends but before i came out um you were someone that i had close to me that was out and so i really wanted to have you on so that you could share your story and just kind of your queer experience i don't know where you would like to start (laughs) god i don't know it's been um yeah, I don't know where I want to start. I mean, <laughs> I can start when I was like way little. Yeah, if sure. That works. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think I had a sexuality when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like all of my friends were so boy crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I pretended to be and I was like, yeah, of course. I love this person. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. It's my brother's best friend. How cliche. <laughs> and I could say that I definitely had crushes on guys. Like I remember liking him and him giving me butterflies. But I think that was just kind of... When you're coming into, like, those feelings. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you're little, like, mm-hmm. but I never wanted to kiss him. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to do any of that. And I remember my friends would always try to get me to do it. And it would just terrify me. <laughs> like, it was so daunting. <laughs> Such a daunting task to kiss a boy. And um, I never really thought much about it. I went into middle school and I knew, like, one gay girl that mm-hmm. no one liked. Because I'm sure that was, like homophobia mm-hmm. like blatant homophobia but i didn't know about that at the, at the time so mm-hmm. i was just like oh like no one likes her yeah so yeah i spent most of my childhood just being like yeah i don't really like anybody mm-hmm. and that's cool i am so much better than you you're, you're <laughs> like i like books yeah, yeah i like books <laughs> such pick me energy at like 13 years old i was like i'm not boy crazy i'm better than you <laughs> but it's like no no you were wrong <laughs> so at like it was kind of like that all the way through like my teen years. And then at 15, 
I moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. Good old Texas. <laughs> um, which was kind of obviously a huge life change. I had never really left the state except to go to Mexico prior to that. And that's where I met my first girlfriend, Victoria. And she was the first person who I met who was out and, like, happy. Mm-hmm. Which is so important because prior to that, you don't really have any... Rep- or I didn't have any representation of, like, queer people or gay people who were happy. Mm-hmm. Like, especially gay women who were happy. Yeah. So that was kind of eye-opening. And I didn't really... When I started dating her, it wasn't even like, oh, I'm gay now. It was just like, I really like this one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm only going to be gay for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, going back now and, like, <laughs> and like thinking about that. But she kind of showed me, like, a different way of living. Which mm-hmm. is, it was so eye-opening to me. And at first, I dated her for a long time. And in between that, I kept telling myself, like, she's really special. Like, I'm making an exception for her. Like, like this is it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to date men now or guys now. And I did for, I did, I think I dated like two guys in high school. And up until I think my mid twenties, there was always a voice in my head that was like, mm, maybe you're not a lesbian. Yeah. I am a lesbian. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it was a lot of that back and forth thing. Mm-hmm. So my journey has not been linear. It's mm-hmm. been a journey. Um, a journey, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I was in and out of the closet for numeral or various times in my life. Mm-hmm. I was kind of out for my high school period. And I was like, that went terribly. Mm-hmm. Let's never do that again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so once I graduated and I like had a couple of serious girlfriends, um, yeah, it was back to that whole like, maybe I'm not like a lesbian and now i identify as queer Mm -hmm. um but definitely like a lesbian Mm -hmm. yeah that's how i that's how i feel too (laughs) and a lot of people will question me because i identify non-binary but i still feel like a lesbian like i i was raised a woman i and like i'm attracted to women all women and like i i for me it's a comfort place and i remember um, just to interrupt you for a second, no, for sure. I remember one time you and I went to a park and we were painting and um, and you were like, oh, I'm going to paint the lesbian flag. And we, we were at a park. We were having like a little picnic and we were painting in the park. And I think I did like bi colors because at the time I was I was just out as bi. <laughs> and I, I was just like, story. yeah, and I was just like, Mm-mm. I was like, no, I, like I knew like, when I came out as bi, I was like, fuck, like I, I came out as bi because I was with a man at mm-hmm. the time. And I was like, mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm like that, that those colors really appealed to me <laughs> <laughs> looking over at your painting. <laughs> like yes come over to the dark side <laughs> yeah i mean i mean lesbian just means like non-women mm-hmm. like yeah you know non-women so anybody who fits into that category yeah. or like non-man i'm yeah. sorry yeah. Jesus. i knew non-men what you meant loving non-men We're like, mm-hmm. yeah so like yes no women <laughs> lesbian no women <laughs> no women um yes god rewind rewind We'll edit that out. Well, I'll ask you guys to edit out. I'm not doing any editing. um, So non-men loving non-men. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of like what I identify as. So like that's a perfect just lesbian because I have been attracted to like non-binary people or Mm -hmm. like trans-masculine people or just like people who don't identify as men Mm -hmm. who aren't men, you know. But yeah, my journey has been, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. Yeah. So 
Um, I was pretty out in high school. Um, I had some really awful experiences in Texas um, just because of the administration, like at my high school. Like I remember every time I'd go to class, I'd like kiss my girlfriend, like literally a peck. We were 16. Like mm-hmm. I was not Frenching this girl in like 12, like 10 a.m. in the middle of the hallway. (laughs) No one's trying to do that. No one has that much energy that early in the morning. And I remember one time this this teacher was like, does your mother know? And I was like, no, Mm -hmm. she doesn't. And he's like, well, I'm going to tell them. And like, I got in trouble and I had to like field phone calls from this man. Oh, God. Because he like took it upon himself to like get my name and get like my record and then call my house wow so like luckily my parents worked really long hours so anytime they try to call like I would answer and I would just hang up (laughs) but it was like a week of just torture not knowing like what if I'm not here and he calls and like it's so invasive yeah I'm just like you should not be able to do that yeah Um, you shouldn't work at a school if you're that type of person yeah I don't care where you are yeah yeah so it was kind of that and I was very bold in high school Mm -hmm. I think and um I didn't want my parents to know, but all my friends knew. Like, I held my girlfriend's hand, like, in public. Like, we kissed. It was fine. And then, yeah, you kind of just regress after that. Mm -hmm. I mean, for my experience. And it was Mm -hmm. really sad to look back and realize that because at 18, I had a really serious girlfriend. And my parents finally were, like, acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. They had known. I mean, my dad walked in on me and, like, my first girlfriend literally taking off her pants. Oh, and no one talked about it <laughs> it was never mentioned again and my hands were like in her pants actively taking them off when he walked in and he was just like oh turned around and i was like oh shit but no one talked about it ever again wow so it was just that hardcore denial mm-hmm. but finally at 18 i was just like i'm gonna invite her over and you guys are gonna like put up with it and blah 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 and that all came like to a head when my dad was just like no like this is unacceptable like you need to leave like you're breaking your mom's heart and all of this stuff so I left I literally at 18 my dad was like you can't come back inside oh wow yeah so I was outside with like a duffel bag and I just packed it with what I could Mm -hmm. and like I was in a really abusive relationship at the time but she used that to like hold me like hold it over my head like no one wants you like you can't stay here so you have to live with me And I did. And I lived with her for like two years. And um, that kind of made me go back in the closet. And Mm -hmm. I was closeted. Yeah. From the time I was like 20, 21 ish to very recently. Yeah. To like 26. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I remember when we first started being friends, you were kind of just like kind of keeping it on the low. And you were also just trying to like figure it out. Yeah. Like kind of see where you stood because there was a lot of like components Right. Side of you that were like going against you. Yeah. So, and it was kind of like I always knew that I was gay and I continued to date like women throughout that whole closeted part, but no one knew about my personal life, like mm-hmm. except for my really good friends. No one knew. Like mm-hmm. my brothers didn't know. My mom didn't know. Like for all they know, I was single for those whole like six years. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. I was not, <laughs> but no one knew anything. And, um, that's kind of how I liked it because no one could say anything. It was very obvious that I was dating someone at the time. Like I would go on vacations to like other states or oh. I would like take weekends and I wouldn't come back. I would get picked up at like middle of the night, middle of the night <laughs> and like all of this stuff. And to me, it was just like, this is how I feel safe. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm going to keep doing to feel safe mm-hmm. because that was such a terrible thing that I went through when I was 18 and I was so young and so vulnerable and I had a lot of people take advantage of 
really young me, mm-hmm. um, which was awful. But, um, yeah. <laughs> did you feel like you, um, did you ever feel hopeless um, when it came to, like, I don't think, you know, my family or, you know, the people that you weren't fully out with? Did you ever feel like you weren't ever going to get to the point where you are now? Yes. And I continue to feel that way. Um, Yeah, I do feel hopeless. And I did feel hopeless because I was like, people will just never understand me or like people will never accept me. And like, I'll never be able to have a regular relationship with like my partner who can just come over and hang out with my mom or hang out with my brothers and like, who I can just talk about. Like, it was so bad when I was hiding relationships that like, I wouldn't even talk to my girlfriends on the phone. Mm -hmm. Because like I lived in a really small house and like I could not fathom the thought of someone like overhearing our conversation or overhearing me be affectionate with someone Mm -hmm. that I was just like phone calls are off the table like we can only talk if I'm not at home Mm -hmm. which puts such a damper on a relationship yeah for sure like don't call me (laughs) a lot of people it's difficult call me after nine (laughs) you know I feel like a lot of people don't realize like how especially in I feel like in a queer relationship how um how detrimental it can be um, to the relationship, like the outside component, especially when it comes to family, um, like holidays mm-hmm, can be yeah. very difficult with, you know, trying to divide your time. And like yeah. you want to share those moments with your loved one and your loved ones, but mm-hmm. it makes it almost nearly impossible sometimes. Um, do you feel like um, like what has progressed or what has changed from when you were at that point to now? Um, I just stopped I think a lot of that has to do with meeting my current partner Drea Mm -hmm. she has been out for a really long time since she was in high school and like unapologetically herself Mm -hmm. like authentic self and she was like yeah I'm not gonna date someone who like is gonna put me in a closet basically Mm -hmm. which is super valid like Mm -hmm. no one should have to go through that and I do feel a lot of guilt towards like my past relationships for putting them through that Mm -hmm. um and I don't want to make excuses for myself but definitely that was like a form of protecting myself and like surviving Mm -hmm. um those moments of my life but I do feel guilt over that because Mm -hmm. no one deserves that like if someone tried to be like hey Mm -hmm. I'm gonna hide you yeah in our (laughs) relationship which you say means so much to you. Like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine how I would feel. Yeah. But I was also, it was kind of a combination of meeting her and also getting to a point in my life where I'm like, how long am I going to do this for? Mm-hmm. Like, I was 27, 28. And I'm only 30 now. Mm-hmm. I guess I was like 27, 26. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like, how long am I going to do this for? Mm-hmm. Like, how long is this even like an attainable thing? Mm-hmm. And the answer it, very fast was becoming like, you cannot do this for a long time. Yeah. And then I met Drea and you were there for the beginning of the relationship. Like it was very <laughs> like we were both coming out of things and we were both like going through a couple of things. And I won't go into like her side because obviously that's like her story. But I was kind of we were both kind of unsure of where our relationship was going. Mm-hmm. And then... um. And when we folded. And yeah. <laughs> and then when I finally convinced her to love me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you convinced her to love you. I think she loved you from the get-go. But it was just, I feel like it caught both of you by surprise. Yeah, for Cause, sure. Because I feel like from what I know of your first date, like, you both were just like, okay, yeah, coffee. Because it was what, Christmas Eve or something? It was Christmas Eve oh. at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I would never have... Well, usually, it was a Leo. Yeah, I oh. like my sleep. Um, 
I don't, I'm not up before like 11 a.m. usually. <laughs> so she's like, let's go on a first date, Christmas Eve, which I'm Hispanic. So most of yeah. our Christmas celebrations are done Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and let's go get a coffee. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but I showed up and I remember being so excited to have met her afterwards. Mm. And like. And that says a lot. And that says a lot. <laughs> I'm never excited <laughs> about people. Like, I am a Leo, but I very much exist on, like, a very neutral level. Oh, yeah. I'm never excited. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. And that's just my face. That's just, like, <laughs> my personality. I'm very, like, mellow and chill. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's your moon sign? It's a Leo. Is it also? Yeah. And wow. my rising is a Sagittarius. That's very interesting. Yeah. But you also have a lot of Virgo, right? I do. I was yeah. going to say, I need the rest of your chart. Virgo's yeah. very, that's yeah. very on brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my Mercury, my Mar- my Mars, and my Venus is in Virgo. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's okay. where your groundedness comes Yeah, from. that's very much where your Yeah. Because <laughs> if not, my three, my three would just... <laughs> Fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was so excited. And, like, our relationship kind of progressed. And I was doing that thing at the beginning with her, even with her or my mom was like where are you going and i was like i'm gonna go hang out with a friend at midnight mm-hmm. no i was not going to hang out with a friend at midnight but yeah. whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um yeah and it just i was so excited about her and like the possibility of our future where i was just kind of like yeah mm-hmm. i'm seeing someone yeah yeah i remember you being at that point where you were just kind of at the tail end you're like i don't want to keep doing this like you were exhausted yeah and, and you were like just ready you're like no i i I think I found my person and I don't want to do, do yeah. this for other people anymore. Yeah, and it is exhausting. Like, it's hard for other people, I think, to understand how exhausting it is because it's like tiptoeing around every single aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, do you feel like there's like a monkey off your back? Like, there's, you can be more of your authentic self because you don't feel like you have to um, curtail your conversations yes. or anything you want to tell somebody you have to like okay how do i explain this without giving you this detail yeah, for sure yeah, yeah everyone was That's like, exhausting <laughs> yeah it's exhausting i would always be like my partner or like mm-hmm. they're great or like mm-hmm. just so neutral and mm-hmm. just so like it was just really hard because you don't realize how much that topic comes up just in regular conversations mm-hmm. like what are you doing today like i'm hanging out with my partner mm-hmm. yeah and it's like you don't know how yeah. people are going to take it. Yeah. And it's like a safety mechanism. And like th- the part of being in a queer relationship, it's like you take an Uber and like you don't know who's going to be driving mm-hmm. and like you have to be careful, you know, like it's like the balance of like, no, I'm not going to hide who the, who the fuck I am. But and I also, also like be safe. I also want to like make sure that we get home. Yeah, safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to yeah. get through the ride safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it's that thing where it's like I was closeted at work and I was closeted mm-hmm. like at home kind of and I was closeted like in so many aspects of my life and it was even that like social media thing where it's like you want to show off your partner but you're like "Mm, i can't because my thea from you know follows me or like my cousin follows me and i'm not out to them or like they haven't made their you know beliefs clear to me because Mm -hmm. like people don't talk about that stuff in my family Mm -hmm. and um yeah it gets really exhausting so then i was just like yeah fuck it i'm just gonna i was like i'm dating someone her name's drea and i'm really excited about her Mm -hmm. and then once her and I made it official, like, I just started posting. That was, like, my coming out, mm-hmm. like, my official, <laughs> like, to other people besides my immediate family and my my really close group of friends where I'm just, like, this is my girlfriend mm-hmm. and we've been together and I love her. And, yeah, but even now, engaged, I'm getting married in, like, two and a half weeks, <laughs> three weeks. Congrats. Yes, Thanks. congratulations. Thank you. But even now, like, it's such a hard thing because... 
everyone in my family knows, right? Like everyone knows I posted as soon as I was engaged, I posted like a picture from our engagement party and like a bunch of stuff and everyone knows. And yet people in my family still act like they don't know Mm -hmm. because they want a show and they want like me to be like, they want you to like sit down with them and like have a conversation. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't deserve that. Mm -hmm. Nope. Like no one deserves that. Mm -hmm. Nope. No one deserves coming out to you. Nope. Mm -hmm. Like, and every, and I'm out to the people that matter to me. Right. Like, of course I love my family, but not all of you are in my life Mm -hmm. and constantly. Yeah. The people who know are the people who matter. So, but even now I'm still fielding questions from like my mom, like, oh, if you get married, like everyone's going to know. Yeah. Girl, yeah, I know. That's the point. <laughs> so will the government. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't know if I don't want to say anything bad about my family or how they're reacting to it. But or like, I mean, with my mom. But I know that a lot of it is her being afraid for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is she's like, oh, people are going to know, like, they're going to act a certain way towards yeah. you. And I'm just like, I just don't care yeah. <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, if y'all are going to treat me bad, mm-hmm. then, like, why would what? I have, you know, like, well, not why? only that, too, like, not, not that your mom needs to do anything, but, like, with parents that express that fear or have that fear like how about you also take into account and you check your peers who are going to do that to people right exactly if you're that afraid how about you help yeah how about you stand up for your children (laughs) yeah yeah a little radical little help here yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly yeah and it's just kind of been this whole process especially getting married and like it's going to be a very small wedding Mm -hmm. um i think only like 30 or 35 people are invited and like people are gonna be angry and Mm -hmm. i'm just like if you have not shown explicit enthusiasm for my relationship then i don't need you there Mm -hmm. like literally celebrated me or like made comments because people watch my stories like i see you cousin (laughs) i see y'all liking or like watching my stories Mm -hmm. and no one has said anything like why do you have to go to my mom and be like oh what's going on with melissa yeah Mm -hmm. just ask me Mm -hmm. yep you know? Yep. Like, yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> and I'm like, do y'all really think that I haven't, that I'm straight and I just haven't had a boyfriend my whole life? Yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of delusion? Yeah. <laughs> like. It's a denial. Yeah. I know I don't look like the rest of my cousins because my cousins are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Gorgeous ladies. You're gorgeous too. I know. But like, they're like more conventionally pretty like, like, i'm very like they're just very femme that's all yeah, yeah they, they are conventionally are. Yeah. feminine <laughs> yeah they are very feminine i'm kind of more like not um so i'm just like do y'all really think that i have no game <laughs> like that's kind of insulting like i've never had a boyfriend in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> here terrible. <laughs> terrible terrible i'm like i'm kind of insulted that y'all would just think that i'm you know yeah just been a spinster my mm-hmm. whole life yeah but okay so if if you don't mind me asking, um, how how do you feel like how your relationships progress with your mom? Do you feel like it's gotten a lot more open? Yeah, so much better now. It's so much easier be close to someone when they fully know about your whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like you will never be close to someone if you only give them surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. And I couldn't be close to her. Like, as much as I love my mom so much, she is my Your best favorite friend. person mm-hmm. in the whole world. Yeah. And she's such a great human, human. being. Mm-hmm. And um, it really hurt me that we weren't close mm-hmm. because I knew that the only thing that was keeping us from being close was the fact that I couldn't be 100% honest about a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not even the, 
it's just yes I'm gay and that makes up a, a part of my life but it's like the people that I share my life with mm-hmm. and that really keeps you from being close mm-hmm. and now it's so much better like her and I talk more like she makes food for Drea who's my partner and like she just thinks about her when I like when I call her and she'll ask about her and mm-hmm. that just warms my heart like mm-hmm. I just want like that's all I've ever wanted mm-hmm. that's beautiful yeah so awesome i'm very happy for you Mm -hmm. thank you guys (laughs) very very happy for you because yeah like i mentioned earlier in the episode i i was there when you were going through the ringer and just kind of like not really like just trying to find yourself and your footing and like kind of like where you stood and um like a big reason you helped me it was so crazy because there were so many times I, I wanted to come out to you. And I remember one of like the very last times I was in my last relationship with a man and we were in my backyard eating and I was like, uh, I was like literally on the verge of telling you because like I couldn't think, you were the second person I came out to um, officially. I came out to my brother and you were the second person I told. And it, I don't know why I was so scared, but like you were such a crucial point for me coming out and then also not coming out because I was I would see like all the things you went through and like I was scared I'm like I I was like a coward I'm like I don't want to go through like what I'm seeing my friend go through like that's really difficult because it was a lot of difficult times and I'm like I'm scared of going through that but just seeing where you were and seeing where you're at now like it's become a full circle moment and i'm very happy for you thank you that means a lot and you were also really ins- inspirational i don't like that word but you were <laughs> because you when you came out you i mean you did like every other aries does you just hit the ground running <laughs> and you're like i'm gay to everyone <laughs> like your whole family like everyone no one was spared no nope. the information and mm-hmm. i'm just like that's so amazing because it's so hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I, it shouldn't be. It really mm-hmm. shouldn't it be. Shouldn't. I don't understand people's like hangups with coming out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think it should be a conversation. Mm-hmm. I think you should just be like, this, this is, is my partner. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is who I love. Mm-hmm. Like, but it is. Yeah. It is really, really hard. And seeing you just be like, I'm gay mm-hmm. to everyone, mm-hmm. which so like, I was so happy for you. And I was so like, you're like yes another one <laughs> yeah i was like yes another one because i think everyone's a little gay but but like our our group our friend group like literally it's yeah. made up of majority <laughs> yeah. queer yeah. people yeah. and um but yeah i was just like that's amazing that you can do that and i was so almost envious mm-hmm. and I, i'm gonna be honest with you like almost like damn like i wish that i was that brave mm-hmm. to just be like yeah no i think i think for me it was um uh, it was like the cork was put on for too long that I just exploded. <laughs> cancer Mars. It was there. my Cancer Mars. I think it was just kind of like also age. I feel like the fact that I came out later in life, mm-hmm. like officially, like I was just like, okay, I pulled the fucking band-aid. Yeah. And I think it was like I was 29 and I'm 31 now. And I feel like I had gotten to the point where it's like it's either this or that. Mm-hmm. Like I was almost going to get engaged uh-huh. and like almost have children <laughs> and like like with a, a man and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was like i'm either gonna f- like follow through with this and i i took myself to like me in my 50s and i'm like i'm gonna be miserable mm-hmm. not being my authentic self and and i don't want to do that anymore yeah. so i was just like fuck it <laughs> i think there's something to be said where i think kind of uh, I mean, even all three of us waited until we were in like a where we wouldn't be thrown out of our house basically right. mm-hmm. and that sucks 
Like, yeah. because that f- it eliminated some of that fear, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make it suck any less. Yeah. That makes sense, you know? Like, because yeah. that's a huge fear. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. You know? And then for me, I came out so young. So it was always, like, I had my first relationship at 15. Mm-hmm. And my first relationship ever was with, like, a woman, like, a girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not have boyfriends prior to her. I did not, you know, have any dating experience with guys prior to my first relationship with her Mm -hmm. and like for me always there was always someone or something in my life in i think it was like that internalized homophobia Mm -hmm. which is like you're not really gay you're just comfortable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like and that's terrifying is to like not know yourself Mm -hmm. or think that you don't know yourself and just being like the outside world like the heteronormativity of like the world Mm -hmm. just gets into you Mm -hmm. into your head so much that you're doubting who you are oh yeah Yeah. so i was just like yeah i'm just comfortable and like i've only ever dated women so obviously like i'm just gonna continue dating women Mm because that's where it's what i know like what i know Mm -hmm. and i'm like no Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i had boyfriends in high school or not boyfriends but i definitely dated guys in high school and i even dated guys after high school i dated i've dated multiple guys like Mm -hmm. throughout like my early early 20s and something was just always not there and it's it took me so long to finally be like, stop trying. <laughs> like, stop trying to be, like, even by, like, mm-hmm. stop trying to make men fit mm-hmm. into your life in that way because it's just pounded into you yeah. at mm-hmm. such a young age. Mm-hmm. It's and, ingrained. Yeah. And even, I don't know if you guys went through that, but it's like, am I even gay? Oh, mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah. All the time. Constantly. It's a constant. There's constant, even from like outside the community and within the community, it's like, oh, well, you're not with a girl, so it's not really valid. And it's like, well, but like, that's the whole point of bi is you right. like both or multiple. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it, it is. And it's like, I spent so much of my life denying like, because like, if I think about the thoughts I thought about girls in high school, like. Yeah straight girls don't think those thoughts yeah. <laughs> like they just don't like sure. and if i had to question it that tells me something yeah. and but i saw that like my like my aunt is gay and she's been with her partner for as long as i can flip and remember mm-hmm. and even them they've been together forever and i heard that growing up too like oh they're just comfortable or oh sh- you know they couldn't find a man she couldn't find a man or stuff like that like it's so ridiculous yeah it's, men will just anything anything (laughs) yeah it's it's so hearing that too so i'm like oh okay well like maybe it's not real like there wasn't like a lot of like i don't know it was like a little it was like underhanded under the table like homophobia that like i didn't really get as it and because like i that was the confusing part is i'm like well i also like dudes though i'm freaking confused like But, like, I'm, like, I also made out, like, all the time with a, one of my friends. Yeah. Like, that was not, like, just, like, hey, we're drunk because we were never drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? So, it's, yeah. like, what is, and, like, I like hanging out with you. What does that mean? Like, yeah. you know? Like, so, it was just confusing because it was, like, oh, like, also, like, oh, s- girls just do this because this is what they do sometimes. That was another thing that mm-hmm. was, like, put into my head that, like, you know, it's for, like, dudes. But I'm, like, there was nobody else around. Like, yeah. <laughs> so doesn't make any sense like and you i don't still know liked it yeah so <laughs> i was like um okay i don't know but even that is still in my head like it's even still hard for me to be like oh i have to really pick and choose who i want to tell about the podcast because i'm like do i want to explain myself like yeah i hate that i hate yeah. the whole like having like that need or feeling that need to explain yourself like mm-hmm. i should just not have to do that yeah mm-hmm. but that's not the world that we live in mm-hmm. unfortunately even right now like I think it's a lot of people don't understand how 
just how annoying, how hard it is to weigh your options every single time you like meet someone or you come across someone yeah. or like mm-hmm. even family. I'm like, is this not, is it safe? Yes. But is it going to be something that like, is it going to be a thing? A Sometimes thing. it's just exhausting for it to be a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like why it, does it have to be a thing? Yeah. It can't just be like a passing state, like, oh, and just we're going here and that's it. Yeah. It, it, there's always extra questions that's involved with it. Yeah. And I think in our culture, it's also very ingrained in us uh, to care about what people think about mm-hmm. us. Yes. Um, like opinions of others is mm-hmm. like a very like big thing. It's like, what, ¿Qué va a decir la gente? Like, yeah. what are people going to say? Mm-hmm. Or like, what are they going to think? Oh, um, this isn't just affect you. It affects me or the family or this and that. And mm-hmm. that's a lot to, for someone to just carry. Yeah. Like yeah. just one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, why do I have to be responsible for, for the, people's for so, you? And that's a lot for a child to care, let alone an adult, a mm-hmm. child to carry that. And they're like, oh, OK, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really hard knowing yourself because I feel I always feel a certain way by the fact that I came out so early. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy. Yes, because I feel like I got to know myself. So in like so much more mm-hmm. when I was younger. And mm-hmm. I feel like obviously that's important. But also like. I feel like because I was so young, that contributed so much to, like, my doubts growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, in my early 20s, like, I was with my first girlfriend from the time I was 15 to, like, 17, mm-hmm. 18. And then I immediately had another girlfriend. And I'm like, you've never even given, mm-hmm. like, a guy, like, a chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, how do you know? I'm laughing because <laughs> I did the same thing, but opposite. Yeah. Like, I, I always continuously dated another guy because I was like, well, if I'm single, I have to, like, explore things. And I don't, like, I'm terrified to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. So, like, how do I... <laughs> How do I navigate this? It was this? internalized. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I was like, and it was easier for me, too, because I always got along more with guys. So I was like, OK, we're just like more friends, like another guy friend who's more like together. <laughs> like We're together. Like, so I had not a problem with that, I guess. But I never got to like really explore like an actual relationship yeah. in that way. Yeah. It's funny because now that we're talking about internalized homophobia, I remember there was a time, I think it was the day that you came over and my mom was like giving you like plants. Oh, yeah. And we were in the living room with my mom and um, and I had like a shit ton of internalized homophobia, like obviously n- not homophobia towards people because all my yeah. friends have always been queer, mm-hmm. but internalized because yeah. you're a Leo. So you you all with all your friends, you're very lovey dovey and like you put your, <laughs> your shoulder on, on us and like, yeah, hold, hold like hold us and stuff. And I remember you were sitting next to me and like you had your your head on on me like normally I wouldn't care but because we were around my mom I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god this is like weird this is kind of uncomfortable because I was like I don't want my mom to think because she knows you're gay like yeah like she knows you're gay so I'm like I don't want her to think anything I was Mm -hmm. like oh my god oh my god like I was freaking out internally um and uh and it's funny because when I came out to her she was like oh really I'm like mom like who are my friends yeah Mm -hmm. and she was like oh okay yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah yeah i'm so overly affectionate with everyone y'all need to tell me not to stop because i just and normally i wouldn't care yeah it it was just like because we were around my mom and i was trying so hard to just like like oh my god this is triggering yeah (laughs) for sure that's funny I yeah. never told you that, I don't think. No, you didn't. Yeah. I'm just like, dang, you could have told me I would have moved. No. <laughs> you should have been like, oh, get off of 
That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a weird realizing. I mean, sexuality is so fluid as well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I always have a hard time being like, I would never date this type of person mm-hmm. like, ever, ever, because you don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. But definitely when I was younger, it was just always like back and forth, back and forth. I couldn't decide. But I think a lot of that was just outside forces mm-hmm. that were making me think that because I was always very sure until someone like would say something like my mom would be like well I've never seen you like be with a guy and mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god she's right mm-hmm. and I'm like no it's <laughs> no it's not yeah and it's really hard when you're that young to be like no that's what you think and that's mm-hmm. maybe what you think or that what you want to be true but it's not yeah what's actually happening and in a way it's like you you were hoping like she was right because it would make things more easy and quote yeah mm-hmm, for you know? sure i was just like yeah that's totally it like yeah because you want to make her happy because yeah. you love her yeah, yeah exactly and it was just kind of like that betrayal of self mm-hmm. that you always go through mm-hmm. i feel like oh yeah maybe she's right and maybe i should um that would be awesome if that was true mm-hmm. because it would make everyone like so much happier with mm-hmm. me because i do have that like in like i do care what other people think about me and mm-hmm. i want everyone to like me mm-hmm. and like it would break my heart if people didn't like me or like <laughs> love me in that like for being me mm-hmm. so it was just kind of you play pretend for so long to mm-hmm. keep that and i'm just like i'm not even giving you a chance to know me yeah when you're in the closet mm-hmm. you don't no one knows who you are really yeah so it's like now like this is who i am yeah, yeah. love me for me for me mm-hmm. and it's nice yeah <laughs> i mean it's still really hard like we were talking before we started recording that a lot of my family is still, like, super ignorant in, like, what happens in my personal life. But now it doesn't feel, like, it doesn't feel so much as, like, a lie. Mm-hmm. More so, like, I am deciding who's worth mm-hmm. knowing me. Mm-hmm. And I am being selective of that, yep. Yep. of those people. And if I haven't told you, yeah. I wish everyone was listening. Like, <laughs> if I haven't explicitly told you about me and my relationship, mm-hmm. it's because you've said some offhand comment in the past. Mm-hmm. And your gay friends, your queer family members are always going to remember mm-hmm. however little the comment was. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Like, it seemed my family was never it was never blatant. In, but like I know what you've said yeah. I hear what you've said I mean like I didn't want to tell you like if whether I knew it or not it was because I was scared because of what I've heard you say before right and like even like when I came out to my dad I, I told him because he was like why would you be scared and I said I was like well last week you said this mm-hmm. like why would I tell you this happened yeah. two weeks ago not even when I was a kid and he was like oh my god I didn't realize I'm like I know you didn't but like it doesn't matter if you realize or not it's still what you said and how you felt right. so like it doesn't just change because I am who I am. Like, you need to, like, either you're with me or you're not, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know? For sure. So it's it's people, I don't know. I, I, I totally agree with that, though. Like, I'm not going to let my guard down for, like, anybody. Right. Unless yeah. you're, like, worth it. Or, like, you've, that sounds awful, but, like, you've proven you're worth it, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, for sure. And it's, yeah, it, you've proven that you're even just, like, a safe space mm-hmm. and that you're not going to have homophobic thoughts because yeah. I really truly do remember every single comment that someone has made like even mm-hmm. offhand that they don't even realize is homophobic yeah. or they don't realize like is just bigoted yeah and I'm just like I'll remember that forever yeah mm-hmm. like and that completely changes my opinion of you and yeah. if you want to work through that and if you you know are going to realize that you can do that on your own time because I am not here to educate you as a queer person mm-hmm. I 
if will you, not hold your hand. Yeah. If people don't create a safe space for for you yeah. or for us, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't owe you anything. Yeah. We don't yeah. owe you an explanation. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't owe people shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who it is. Like mm-hmm. we don't owe anybody. Like we need to be true to ourselves yeah. and put ourselves first. Mm-hmm. We're the only persons we owe something yeah. to. If a queer person has ever taken time out of their day to educate you on mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. that's love. That is love. That <laughs> is unconditional that's, love. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody, any kind of like marginalized identity has ever pulled you aside or ever even just talked to you about something that you've said or educated you in something that you didn't know or like anything mm-hmm. like that that is they're doing you a kindness mm-hmm. that is a blessing mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yeah because we it is not the like the onus is not on me mm-hmm. or any queer person to hold your hand through homophobia mm-hmm. exactly you can there is a lot of people who have made this their life work mm-hmm. who are scholars mm-hmm. in like lgbtq history and mm-hmm. like it's so backwards all of that and i'm just like they you can pay them. Yeah. You can read their articles. You can read their books. Mm-hmm. You can listen to them. You can unlearn to be a bigot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On your own time. On your own time. <laughs> Not on my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's yeah. so backwards that like, hey, teach me about this thing, even though I've treated you horribly. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. No. Like, I, And I hate that. That's uh, something that you hear a lot about in like other or like other community or like bigot bigoted people where mm-hmm. it's like well i don't understand so yeah you teach me mm-hmm. why it's i don't need to teach you anything yeah it's um even with that we were talking about um like who's worth it like if you've ever said anything like that or i don't know i just don't understand like even i i hate making that excuse for family members sometimes too like oh they just don't get it like they're trying but they don't get it i'm i'm kind of over that also like yeah. you you could get it yeah you could yeah if you tried you could and like we talk about even like with jenny's pronouns like i mean like i've talked about it like i i try because i care and right. that to me like is like the simplest thing you can do to like show you care yeah and it's a good example for other people that like if you don't care like why do why i'm not even gonna waste my time with you and then you're like why don't you talk to me anymore and it's like because you don't care yeah <laughs> like it's you pretty obvious yeah. and also like you don't have to understand it to respect other people yeah. like i don't understand straight people yeah <laughs> respecting y'all y'all's life i'm just like why do y'all do this yeah <laughs> i don't understand yeah I do it every day. Doesn't cost me anything. Yeah, be like, I respect your choice. I respect your choice. (laughs) I don't mean anything offensive when I say that. I love you guys. Yeah, a lot of of people in my life are straight. Yeah, (laughs) you know. Yeah, love it. I feel you. I'm right there with you. Um, If you could tell little Melissa um, something today, what would you tell her? Oh, I would just tell her that. It's going to be okay. And that life doesn't need to be really hard. Okay. Yeah. It just, it doesn't need to be. That's your Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I know. <laughs> and it's like, it's so funny because I can feel like my fire sign and mm-hmm. my Virgo always clashing mm-hmm. because my I fire feel, yeah. signs want to just be like, I don't. Burn it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my Virgo's like, no. Mm-hmm. Also, my anxiety is like, no. Yeah. Your Virgo's like, let's think about this logically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would just tell her that it's okay. And that to stop worrying so much about things. Mm-hmm. Things are going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to be very happy with a group of friends that you love very much. With family that is finally supportive. And a good prescription for Zoloft. <laughs> I love that. That's like a really hard time to find, but you will. You will get there. The dosage will eventually work out. Yes. 
And that also therapy is mm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And medication is nice. Yes, yeah. therapy works. Yes, yeah. it does. I know. And medication. And medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, medication. Mm-hmm. They work in tandem. Mm-hmm. They also mm-hmm. cannot work in tandem. Yep. It, it's it just finding be, your combination is different from everybody else's combination. Yeah, exactly. It's finding the juice. It's just being patient with it and mm-hmm. figuring it out. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I feel like I talk so much and y'all didn't say anything. Oh, this is your episode. You're We're here to listen to yeah, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Was, is there anything else you wanted to kind of chime in on, like, you know, what you've learned the, your whole life? I'm like, the past <laughs> how, how many years <laughs> since coming out and, like, kind of just where you're at now? And, I mean, you're getting married. Yeah. I'm getting married. And can you believe crazy. that? <laughs> can yeah, I ask well, you who proposed? She proposed. Oh, okay. And then I proposed oh. later that night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were not supposed to get married this year. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to get married October of next year because mm-hmm. I, who, who wants a summer wedding? Not I. Because <laughs> I wither in the sun. I know that I'm a Leo. So, like, summertime is my season. Mm-hmm. But I hate the heat. I refuse to be in it. Mm-hmm. But um, as we know, <laughs> they have taken our rights away. Um, mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade happened, and um, Clarence Thomas was very, very blatant in his um, opinion that he wanted to go um, after Obergefell next, mm-hmm. and that is what gives us our right to same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. So we um, literally planned it that weekend because yeah, it's unfortunate. But when you're in a queer, in like in a same-sex relationship, your rights are not guaranteed Mm -hmm. yes we live in california and we are very fortunate to live here um it is very expensive to live here Mm -hmm. um and while our marriage would be protected here in the state federally it would not be recognized Mm -hmm. um so it was literally just a scrambling we planned our wedding in like a weekend um and we will be getting power of attorneys living wills once we get married Mm -hmm. um and we are going to do everything possible to make sure that we are each other's like um Next you know, of kin next stuff. of kin. Mm-hmm. I c- cannot imagine someone denying my wife or my partner um, to see me in a hospital or mm-hmm. to make decisions about my body or anything like that. So um, that's why I'm getting married yeah. <laughs> in August. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally like the week of your birthday, no? Yeah, the week of my birthday. Mm-hmm. My birthday is Tuesday mm-hmm. and I get married Friday. Friday. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was not the original plan, but I do feel better that I will be married and mm-hmm. that it'll be that much harder to take our rights away. It's mm-hmm. very sad that it has to be under those circumstances, yeah. but nonetheless, I'm very happy um, and I'm very grateful that we are in this state where you're able to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And everyone, I hate when people come at me <laughs> and they're like, well, California is never going to repeal it. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, that doesn't matter to me. I mm-hmm. want to be free to like any other person to mm-hmm. move to a state in and a red state even if a red state if i wanted to or if i if my partner were to get a job or if i were to get a job mm-hmm. in those states i want to have the same rights there as i do in california like mm-hmm. i should not be held mm-hmm. or i should not have to stay in california mm-hmm. to have my relationship respected mm-hmm. i think that's so ridiculous and i hate when people tell me that and you're not a monster so you care about people in other states as exactly. well who would Compassion. have this taken away yeah i'm compatible yeah exactly yeah. Wow. i'm like me 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 and kelsey's like remember other people <laughs> yes of course also, also that i got you you don't <laughs> have to say you, it yeah but no for sure like that's kind of it, it is it, that's what it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah. getting married yeah it'll yeah. be fun and yeah. it'll be 
hopefully not too hot because yeah. we're doing it in San Diego. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's going to be great. By the ocean. So That's good. Hopefully it Pretty. won't be too, too bad. 100 degrees out. It'll be oh. a beautiful day no- nonetheless. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we are going to have a two-parter to mm-hmm. Melissa's episode. That was a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> the, the politics was a great segue because our part two is going to be all about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to listen to part two, be sure to tune in next Tuesday. And I think we're going to do our socials. Sure. Please follow us on Instagram. It's one thing queer. And my personal Instagram is specsrayx. And my personal Instagram is at Jenny Lynn Bouton. And if you would like to follow us on TikTok, we are at one thing queer podcast. We also, have an email where you can reach out to us if you have any questions or would like to come on the show our email is at onethingqueer at gmail.com and would you like to share your social media yeah of course my instagram is at mel midway yes and that's all i have cool (laughs) thank you there we go all right so i guess we'll see you all next week for part two thank you so much again for coming on the show such a pleasure thank you guys so much and sharing your story love you very much thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) all right i guess we'll see you all next week all right bye Bye. graphics by bexuniverse.co music by jacody